0: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you were listening, you were having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, Wednesday starts with the W, and that's exactly what the Braves have been collecting a lot of over the past week, plus eight straight wins overall. Eight straight road wins as the Braves get another series win against the Padres on Tuesday night. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta and that's exactly what it is. It's a wonderful time to be a Braves fan because this team continues to play excellent baseball and they're getting to the point to where they're playing baseball to a level that we've not seen at least in terms of the start of a season that we've not seen this franchise do before. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But before that, another Really, really convincing victory for the Braves. An 8-1 victory over the Padres this time around. Pretty exciting pitching matchup. It was the second time this season where we saw Spencer Strider versus Blake Snell. And Spencer Strider put together what was his best start of the season, especially when you consider the competition that he was facing. But the first thing that stands out, the first takeaway in our three takeaways from the night, the first takeaway that really stands out for the Braves in this victory over the Padres is that you're not going to keep this offense down for long. Against the Padres on Monday night, the Braves' offense wasn't at its best. An early two-run homer from Austin Riley was all the Braves' pitching staff needed to get the job done, but only two runs for the Braves on Monday night. Well, on Tuesday night, the Braves' offense got back going once again with the long ball. And even a, the, a ball that did not leave the park that almost did was the Braves' first run of the game. Kevin Pilar, who was filled in very nicely as a reserved outfielder, he delivered the first run of the game on a ground rule double. But then after that, the Braves' power took over. Sean Murphy continued to be hot as he can be, a solo home run for him. And then Two three-run home runs for both, or a three-run home run for both Ozzy Albie's as well as Matt Olson, and the great thing about it is it does is that this happened early. In the middle of the game and late in the game as well, Olsen's was more icing on the cake than anything, while Ozzy's was the one that broke the game open. But the key about it is, you know, we again, I don't mean to be repetitive, but I do think that it is such a critical aspect of this Braves team that makes them among the best in baseball, that arguably makes the Braves right now the best team in baseball, is the fact that they can win in so many ways, but when they need to. And when they have to, because everyone knows right now that power is the way to go, especially in the postseason, this Braves team can put power production up against anyone, and they can be successful, and that's what they were able to do on Tuesday night. Of course, the power wasn't all needed with how special Spencer Strider looked on Tuesday night. Strider, though he did have, you know, a few times where, you know, he ran into a bit of trouble. He was able to work his way out of it. Spencer Strider was excellent on Tuesday night. Six innings pitched, only one hit, three walks, but the key number is nine strikeouts. And the reason why that's the key number is because this is now the eighth straight game that Spencer Strider has nine or more strikeouts in the game. That ties to... John Smoltz's franchise record for most consecutive games with nine or more strikeouts and makes Spencer Strider the second youngest player in Major League Baseball history to go eight straight games with nine or more strikeouts. Dwight Gooden's magical rookie season when he was 20 years old in 1984, he's the only one who has done that at a younger age than Spencer Strider. But the big key of all is the fact that, you know, Strider, especially the last time he faced the Padres, he was pretty regularly only going five innings per start. He had had his struggles through the start of the season, despite an excellent opening day start against the Nationals, but last night he was able to get the job done. He not only was effective when it came to his pitching, he was also efficient, and it was needed on the night when the Braves really could have used some rest for the bullpen, which they were able to get. So Spencer Strider showing to be in ace form, showing to be in the type of form that the Braves will need for him to be throughout these big key matchups, and what was truly an opportunity for the Braves to put their success on display against another National League pennant contender Spencer Strider stood up and he showed out and he got the job done and he continues to put himself in a place to eventually make history as time goes on. But for me, perhaps the most exciting thing, an encouraging thing to see is the continued success of Ozzie Albies. We are continuing to see Albies perform at level that we've really not seen him perform at since the 2021 season. Coming into last night, in his eight previous games, going into last night, Ozzie Albies had had three home runs. He had an 8.97 OPS over that eight-game stretch, and then he adds another three-run home run last night. The power is certainly on display. He doesn't look as if he's, you know, I don't want to use the word loss, but he doesn't look as if, he looks much more disciplined at the plate. He looks much more confident in his approach of being able to make hard contact and deliver a big hit when it's needed. He truly looks like he is a formidable middle-of-the-order bat. The Braves are hoping he'll be until they get both Michael Harris and Travis Darnot back. So it's great to see Ozzy Alves performing at a high level once again. The other good thing about it is, is that a lot of the damage is coming from from the left side of the plate, where he's traditionally struggled more against right-handers than he has against left-handers. So seeing Ozzy Albies really step up with both him and Sean Murphy being as hot as they've been over the past 10-plus days to two weeks. And also, shout-out to Sean Murphy, who set a new franchise record, at least in Atlanta, a new franchise record for most consecutive hits that are extra base hits. The fact that Sean Murphy and Ozzy Albies... and to a lesser extent, even Eddie Rosario and Sam Hilliard, the fact that those players have stepped up to support the Braves' top three in the order, that is what's really making this offense click at the time that it needs to. Eight straight wins, eight straight road wins. The Braves are now 14-4, and 18 games in the season, literally a tenth of a way through the season. The Braves are already 10 games over 500, and perhaps another very, very, very encouraging sign is that the Braves got plenty of good news across the organization when it came to potential arms returning to Atlanta. Obviously the Braves are having plenty of success at the major league level and as many have mentioned it, it just becomes even more amazing that the Braves are having the level of success that they are with many of the injuries that they have had to deal with with many uh you know notable players that they were counting on to be there to start the season that just simply weren't due to injuries that you know were expected you know because they happened during spring training and ones that were unexpected and some names still are ways off from being back you know really in ramping up to be able to come back to the diamond. You know, Rysell Iglesias, Michael Harris, Travis Darno, with the fact that the Braves are winning at the rate that they are, that kind of gives them a, a bit of, you know, cushion to be able to allow these players that may not necessarily be right where they need to be yet, that may not be exactly right to really start pushing to get back to, you know, baseball, it gives the Braves a bit of cushion to allow for these players the extra time that they need to truly heal. So, even though we've not seen, you know, real news on, you know, Iglesias or, or Michael Harris II or Travis Darno really ramping up to get back to baseball. It's that they're it's more than likely that instead of, you know, there're actually being a setback, the Braves are simply taking their time to make sure that once those three players are back, they truly are at 100% and ready to contribute. But what was encouraging is that on Tuesday night, both Colin McHugh, and I'll admit I made a mistake, Colin McHugh made his debut last night on Tuesday night. I had uh, mentioned that he, I had thought he made it on Monday night. Colin McHugh actually made his uh, first rehab uh, assignment last night, in which he went 1.2 innings through 26 pitches, only gave up a hit and really was in two strikeouts, so he was able to go, you know, an extended period uh, down on the Braves minor league system, I believe, for Rome, and he was able to get the job done over 26 pitches, 1.2 innings, a really encouraging sign for him, and that he seems to be able to be back in the mix of the Braves bullpen sooner rather than later, so that was really encouraging to see from Colin McHugh. As we know, the Braves have used their bullpen quite a bit, so getting another reliable arm in McHugh, especially one who... Can go more than one inning, that'll be a great addition to this bullpen, hopefully, in the near future. But even more exciting is the fact that Mike Soroka once again was on the mound for the Gwinnett Stripers, and this time around, Soroka looked like the Soroka of old. Six innings pitched despite a tough first inning. Only gave up four hits, five strikeouts. He was able to work through the first inning troubles. From reports, it seemed as if he was regularly at 91, 92, touch 94. You know, that seems to be familiar. He possibly could get up to 95 at times, you know, once he's fully back to his normal, regular routine. But no, Make no mistake about it, it is absolutely wonderful to see that Michael Soroka is getting some good quality starts under his belt, and hopefully, at the very least by the end of April, we can have an idea of when Michael Soroka may actually return to the mound in Atlanta for the Braves. But again, with how well the Braves are playing and with how well they're winning right now, the Braves are absolutely smart. To take all the time these pitchers need, even though Michael Soroka and Colin McHugh had great nights last night, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be slotted, you know, into you know it, it, uh, the starting rotation or the bullpen for the Braves, you know, over the next 24 to 48 hours. The Braves have every reason to make sure that they ease these players back, coming back from injury. They have every reason to make sure the they ease these players back so that they can be as close to 100 percent or at 100 percent. Once they return to Atlanta. And when I talk about the Braves winning ways, we're starting to really get into the realm of success for the Braves that we've not seen before. Now, when I talk about, you know, the, 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 unprecedented success, I don't mean in terms of winning streaks, right? Just last year, you know, we talk about the fact that the Braves have eight straight wins and that they have eight straight wins on the road. Just last year, if you remember, you know, at the 1st of June, the Braves won 14 straight games while also winning 10 straight road games. So the Braves have had this amount of success or better winning games in a row. But where the Braves could make history this afternoon is this truly could be the best start that this Braves team has ever produced through 19 games in a season. And I know that 19 is a is an odd number, literally. But the reason I bring that up is because this far into the season, the Braves have the opportunity this year to have more success than they ever have had before. The Braves have not had 15 wins through the first 19 wins of their season in franchise history they had the opportunity to do that today with Charlie Morton on the mound. So in other words, you truly are starting to see that this team is arguably having the best start to a season that it has had in franchise history. And obviously, we hope that that continues through the month of April. But a big opportunity for Charlie Morton is he'll take on Nick Martinez. Now, Morton has been okay to find. Morton has been exactly what we need for him to be as the veteran cog of our starting rotation. He has consistently kept the Braves in games when he's been on the mound. But I will say, it would be nice to see Morton Especially against the quality of lineups that he'll be facing against the Padres, it'll be nice to see Morton get a dominant start. You know, in uh, under his belt, or not necessarily a dominant start, but even just you know, uh, one that really shows that he's still has it in him to be able to truly find success against a quality lineup like the Padres when he needs to. Overall, Charlie Morton has been just fine. At the start of the season, there was a bit of a concern that he wasn't missing bats just like it was last year. We know that since he's been a brave, he's had rough starts to the seasons at times. This actually could be one of his better starts to a season, you know, since he's become a Brave. But the big key for Charlie Morton is just to continue to put the Braves in a position to win, but you have to hope that he also will be able to put some dominance in his starts at some point in time. May or may not happen, but the biggest thing of all with how well the Braves' offense is playing right now, it's just simply for him to limit the Padres' offense enough. Allow for the allow for the Braves to benefit from a quality start. He may not need to be dominant but if the Charlie Morton can at least give a quality start, three or less runs over 6 innings, you have to feel confident the Braves will be able to get the job done, especially seeing Nick Martinez for the second time in 10 days, you know, as they will today. A lot of great things going on for Atlanta, and the even better thing about it is, is that some notable names are set to return to Atlanta in the near future. Plenty of great things to talk about, and we're going to be right here with you on the Battery Power Podcast Network. Make sure you tune in to the Battery Power Podcast, the Daily Hammer, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSB and across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.